This is Scott. This is Rebecca. And we're the CEOs of Hardy, Party of Five. And a half. It's not really a company, it just sounds cool. And if you're looking for a normal family, well, you've certainly come to the wrong place. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times, and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Scott. What's going on? What's going on with you? What's going on tonight? What do we have going on in the middle of podcasting <sighs> and bringing entertainment to the masses? Do you really what want to talk about this now? You want yes, to we need now? to talk. We need to talk about this up front. Why? Is this a therapy session or a <laughs> podcast? Both. What is happening is we're packing for Disney World. And we all know that when we pack for Disney World, and by we, I mean I, or for anything, I tend to get a little uptight. It's for the greater good. Because you know when we get there and you ask for Band-Aids and nobody has Band-Aids and we have to go to the store and find Band-Aids, that you're going to wish that my handy list would have had Band-Aids on it. And guess what? Does your list have Band-Aids on it? They're already packed. (laughs) Okay, very good. (laughs) Along with ponchos and wet wipes and all these things that all the other humans in the house would never think to need until they need it. That's right. Well, and I've had, you gave me a list that I've been working on for the last two days. And the last thing on your list is? Was podcast. Podcast. And here we are. You're killing it. That's right. You've even left, have you not left a list for our baseball players that are living with us? I haven't sent that to them yet, but I intend on. They've lived with us for five or six days, maybe. Maybe. But they're getting a list while we're gone. It's really just a list of, hey, grab the trash or take out the trash and grab the mail, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like it's not water the plant. Water the, it's not really a plant. It's a ghost pepper or something, isn't it? Yeah, that Alex is growing. Yes. He asked that they water it. It's not hard stuff. I figure they can do a little something. So you get pretty intense when we travel, like a big trip. Yeah. So how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good. As we're hours away from boarding the plane. I'm feeling pretty good. I still need a shower. So okay, I'm happy about that. Yeah. And other than that, I'm pretty packed. Alex is pretty packed. I think you're pretty packed. And the only person left is Jake. And we'll get him when we're done with this. But the boys have gotten easier. It's not really them. It's actually, it's like I said, it's all the extras. Like you don't think about packing wet wipes and band-aids. Or Why do we need wet wipes? Well, I just thought we'd throw a pack when we go to the park. When you're standing in the park and you're eating a Mickey Mouse ice cream bar and it's dripping all down your elbows, you're going to wish you had a wet wipe. You should wipe it on your shirt. I quit. I quit. (laughs) My anxiety. I'm just kidding. I don't really have anxiety about it. But I do just like to be as relatively prepared as we can. And you've done a great job. You always do. Thank you. When we go on trips. Thank you. I was just checking in with you before we got started with our main subject, just to see how you were. What is our main subject? Our main subject is the Mandela Effect. What does that even mean? The Mandela Effect is a shared false memory phenomenon. A shared false memory phenomenon. Yes, ma'am. Who came up with this? Fiona Broom, who is a self-described paranormal consultant. Because some people think this is like alternate reality, mm-hmm. uh, multiverse kind of stuff. Yeah. 
So it's in reference to her false memory of the death of Nelson Mandela, which we talked about in our last episode. That's where Mandela comes in. Right. Okay. Her false memory, she thought that Mandela died in the 1980s, but we know from our last podcast that he actually died like in 2013. Yeah. So that's kind of where it came from. That's where that's why it's called the Mandela effect. That's so crazy from this one person who had this one thought process. Right, but it's something it's a phenomenon that happens to a lot of people as we're going to discover. Okay. Because really it's a false memory like it didn't really happen, but it, in enough people believe it happened that everybody just the conventional wisdom is they just think it happened. This happened. Right. But as we're going to see as we go through a, most of these things are not true. Are not true. That's so crazy. I know. So that's what makes people think. Because we're going to see, like, even James Earl Jones, who's the voice of Darth Vader, we're going to see in a minute. He was even quoting things that weren't in the movie. That is so crazy. Like, he had heard it so much yeah. that he thought it was. He just thought it was true. Right. Wow. So it's just crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's stuff you don't really think of. Yeah. So we've got a list of things we're going to go through. Right. And it's super interesting because it makes me wonder, like, what shared false memory do we have? Whoa. Like the two of us. Yeah. I mean, or even like our family. Do we recall something happening on a vacation that didn't really happen, but we maybe we've said it happened or we thought it happened? And we're or all parts of it that. happened and we put it together into one memory? Ooh, we, this is freaky. Maybe it is multiverse. Okay, well, the first one we're going to talk about is... Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. What do you think Looney Tunes spells is spells on the end? Well, you would you would think T O O N S. Yeah, because, because it's cartoons and Toontown right. and yeah, all of that. But it's not. It actually makes zero sense. But it is Tunes. T U N E S. Looney Tunes. And all I can think of about that is the creators. There's. The music that's in it, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, the the music is, like, recognizable. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you would totally get it, but... I think Carl Stalling wrote most of that music. How do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not in our notes. But he was the big... <laughs> he was the big composer for them, so... That's maybe crazy. it was so musically heavy that they called it tunes. Living tunes. I okay, so. this, this one kind of blew my mind, because when I visualized this person, who's not a real person... I've always imagined that he has a monocle. Okay. It's the Monopoly Man. Isn't he on the cover of the game board with one? He's actually not. What is he it? D- he does what? not wear he one. He just doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. Okay. When in my mind, I see him in a monocle. Why do we do that? Well, the suggestion is that, you know, the planter's nut, Mr. Peanut? Yeah. He has a monocle. But they're not. So somehow we're listen. putting those two characters together. That's crazy. I know because even when I'm thinking about it right now, I he see. He has a monocle. Yeah, Monopoly Man has a monocle, but he does not. Wow, incredible! I am freaking out right now. I'm freaking out. Okay, you're about to really freak. I out. feel like I'm on Earth sixty six or something. Well, you're about to feel like you're in Galaxy's Edge. Whoa, why? Because. C- hey, nice reference of nice reference of Disney World. Yeah. C three PO. Yeah. Actually. He's not an entirely gold robot. What? Wait, is he called a robot or a droid? Is he a droid? He's a droid. Okay. He's or not, a robot. He's not entirely gold. He has a silver leg. He has a silver leg? He has a silver, Whoa. A silver piece on his right leg. I would have never known that. I will check this out when I meet him and 
Oh, yeah. About we're, five days. We're going to see him this week. Yes. I will take a picture of that silver leg. You're going to give him a once-over? I am. Because that's crazy. I mean, because you just, everybody thinks he's gold. I know. Right? I mean, yeah. I've always thought he's gold. Okay. okay. Yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. The Flintstones. <laughs> if you think about it, and I've always, in my mind, I've spelled it without the T, but there's actually, it's Flint Stones and not Flintstones. Hmm. I've always known it was Flintstones. You did? I'm not going to yeah. lie. Okay. This was not a false memory for me. I guess now that I think about it, it is in the Stone Age, so it makes sense that they would be called Flint Stones. Right. So. I guess it makes sense. Okay. Never stumped me on that one. Nice you're, try. You're just better than the rest of us, Rebecca. <laughs> okay, but this next one, kind of funny, I was talking to someone the other day about this. I think it was a mother of the bride who was buying a dress, and they said it was a chartreuse color. Yeah. Which... I actually always thought... Chartreuse. I think a lot of people think it's magenta or pink. I've always I... envisioned like light purple. Okay. I've always thought it was champagne colored. Whoa. But I think that's because both of them start with CH. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, I've always thought it was like a like a shimmery, champagne-y color. Yeah. It's not. It is a shade of green. Yeah. Hmm. You should Google search it. Cause... I, I don't even believe that now. <laughs> this has totally rocked my world. It's true. My Chartreuse brain is confused. It's a color of green. It's not purple. No. <clears throat> Which strikes me as odd that you wouldn't know that because you are an artist of all sorts. Yeah, I don't know. You know all I the still colors. don't believe it. You had all the color of blue corn, whatever coloring crown. Wasn't there one called blue corn? I have no idea. Periwinkle blue. In a different reality, like there the was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now they have macaroni and cheese flavored like colored crowns. Did you know that? They do? In the new set. So yes. when the kids eat them, it tastes like no, they macaroni don't, and they cheese? No, they they're not flavored. I didn't really mean to say that. Do not, children, do not eat your crayons. <laughs> they're pretty they harmless are not, now, aren't they? They're not even scratch and sniff. I think in our day, crayons were kind of poisonous, but I don't think they are We anymore. ate them anyways. Well, yeah, they were kind of tasty. And they tasted like their color, which is no, weird. they didn't. They I thought they did. like wax. Red tasted like red to me. <laughs> If I envisioned red, it tasted like red. Not that I ever ate my crayons. Really? Maybe I did. <laughs> did As an artist, I had to experiment and just experience just... the colors. Oh, my goodness. That's dangerous. <laughs> Speaking of taste. Okay, this one, I've always had a problem with this one, too. It's Jiffy Peanut Butter. But there's no such thing as Jiffy Peanut Butter. No such thing. Because it's Jiff. It's just Jiff. I know. I think that we put Jiff and Skippy. I think so. Together, and we You've make a, it Jiffy. Yep. I know. But all of us do that. Everyone does that. Yes. There's not one person on the earth that calls Jiff by Jiff. They call it Jiffy. Everybody. Yeah. Why don't we call Skippy Skip? That's ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, to go along with your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, is it cheese it? Or Cheez-Its. I would... I always say Cheez-Its. I always add the you extra Z. You always say Cheez-Its. And does it have a Z? It does not have it a Z. It does not have a Z. Whoa. It's just Cheez-It. That's crazy. We live in an alternate reality. <laughs> We've been lied to our whole lives. Right. We're <laughs> part of the... Whatever the Matrix. <laughs> We're the simulation. Yeah, we are. Okay, I thought this one was interesting, too. The location of New Zealand. When you think of New Zealand, where in in regards to Australia, where do you see it in your head? Can I be very honest with you? Yes. I don't see it anywhere. 
So to you, New Zealand really doesn't exist. It's near Australia. I could not tell you where in the world near. I really couldn't. Okay. I've always pictured it being, and most people picture it being like north, like due north of Australia. Okay. Like even now when I'm thinking about it, this still blows my mind mm -hmm. because I still can't see it. It's actually southeast of New Zealand. Did you look this up? I did. And it's true. And it's true, but I still, even when I'm saying it right now, I'm imagining New Zealand above Australia. What if you're coming from the backside? Is that possible? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> the backside of what? The earth. <laughs> what? what if you came around the other way? Then it'd be north. It's, At what? some point, it's above you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you flip the entire earth over. <laughs> Why does my brain think this way? Talk about alternate universe. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> if you go back, if you go the back side of the earth. <laughs> then you would be going south? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Are you okay? I think let's, the stress of packing is done too. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, now we're going to segue into famous lines. Okay. Like TV shows right. and movies. The famous, the most uber famous lines you've ever heard of. Right. Are you going to play a clip for us now? Okay, I am. Here's our first one. Hello. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Everybody says life is like a box of chocolates. Yes, it but is. in the clip, he says life was... I know. Like a box of chocolates. And but until I heard he... that again, I would have always said is. Right, but why would it have been written that way? Life was like a box of chocolates. Well, maybe because his mom said it in the past? Oh, I don't know. To me, that doesn't really make sense, even though I understand that that's what he said. But that's not written on anything, any meme, any t-shirt, anything that it's was all ever is. written on. Yes. Yes. It's all like And we like would all be convinced that it's is. Right. But we're wrong. We're wrong. This next one... Is very much related to Disney because it is a Disney movie. Bring it on. Okay, in Snow White, Rebecca, what does the wicked queen say to the mirror? She says, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Okay, are you sure about that? Is nope. that your final answer? It's not. <laughs> it's I'm not, not sure. Okay. I feel like I'm being tricked right now. Oh, yeah? What's the answer? Well, let's uh, listen to it and see. In the magic mirror, come from the farthest space. Through wind and darkness, I summon thee. Speak. Let me see thy face. What wouldst thou know, my queen? Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Famed is thy beauty, Mira. Don't tell him anything! <laughs> Evening. 
Mirror, mirror on the wall, is this not the most perfect kingdom of them all? My childhood has been ruined. I'm so sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> and you'll notice from that clip, it segues into a Shrek quote from that movie. Right. And it says mirror, mirror on the wall. And so, we all think that's the right quote. Even whoever wrote Shrek. Right. They just assumed that that was the correct quote, and wow. it's not. That's so crazy. Whoa. Whoa. All right, keeping with the Disney theme, Luke, I am your father. Is that what he said? Well. Shall we find out? Let's check it out. Let's check it out. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side... When I first saw the dialogue that said, Luke, I am your father, I said to myself, he's lying. I wonder how they're going to play that liar. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. See, this is the clip I was talking about. The actor that did the voiceover has added Luke to the script because if the YouTube uh, clip we were playing, it shows a page of the script as he's talking about it. Luke mm -hmm. is nowhere on that page. But he just added it. He's added it because he's heard it so much from other people that even he thinks <laughs> that it was in the movie. That is really crazy. What is going on, Rebecca? I don't know. I'm so confused about life right I don't now. know if I can believe anything anymore. <laughs> All right, this next clip is one of the scariest movies probably ever, which I don't really watch that many scary movies anymore. But when Hannibal Lecter is, is like when Clarice first walks in, right. and he's standing in that jail cell, and he looks at her and says, Hello, Clarice. Yes. Is that what he says? Well. Do you think? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's go to the clip. Dr. Lecter, my name is Clarice Starling. May I speak with you? You're one of Jack Crawford's, aren't you? I am, yes. May I see your credentials? Certainly. Good morning? He <laughs> says good it. morning. <laughs> morning. Okay. Well, he says morning or good morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not very menacing. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? What's up, baby? Have some breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, probably not a good joke. But it does make sense if you think about it. Like in studying it, I like I watched Anthony Hopkins yeah. interviews and all this, and he even he thinks in all the Anthony Hopkins stuff, he's saying hello, Clarice. Really? Yes. But it makes sense in the scene. He's never met her, yeah. So he really wouldn't even know her name. Okay, when he's I guess her. I just thought that that's what he always said, and it was creepy that he always knew her. Like that made yeah. it creepy. Oh, maybe so that he already knew who was coming to yeah, see. Like yeah, like somehow he already was privy to that for whatever reason. He but in our minds, time. we've made him even more menacing. Yeah, giving him that line that has never existed. Right now, what you'll find if you do a YouTube search, some people have edited it to make it sound oh, like he yeah. says hello Clarice. Yeah, but Cuz when we were looking yeah. at it, we uh -huh. found a couple of YouTubes that said hello Clarice. Right. But then if you look at it closer, you can tell that they edited it. Right. You're really good at picking out like when somebody's Yeah, as soon as that that, that one that we looked at, I'm like that's 
Yeah. That's been edited. Right. So. Okay, let's talk about something way, way less creepy to me, but maybe not to you. Oh, gosh. This is much creepier to me. <laughs> no, it's not. Than, than Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> no. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. He's not creepy at all. In fact, I thought the Tom Hanks film was so the sweet. The Tom Hanks movie that came out was great. It was beautiful. I really, I enjoyed that I movie. I loved it. But I'm still creeped out by Mr. Rogers. But don't you just love it when he walked in and took his sweater off and his shoes off? But it was Tom Hanks. Yes, I can handle that better. <laughs> but not Fred Rogers? Not so much Fred. Yeah. But we're going to notice something in the song Fred's about to sing. Right. Sing along as you hear this clip. Okay. And see if you sing the right words. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you, so... Let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? My neighbor. Did you sing along correctly? I did not sing. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps our listeners did. Right, but forever we have said, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And right. he says, it's a beautiful day in, in this, this neighborhood. neighborhood. Means your neighborhood might not be so beautiful, but his neighborhood. In his neighborhood, is everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants to be your friend. Puppets. That's right. So a beautiful day in this neighborhood changes everything. Whoa. Right. Okay, this next one, this was one of your favorite shows growing I up. I really was it liked not? it. Mm -hmm. You were a... I love Lucy fanatic I when it. I first met you. Yeah. Like even so out of high school, you were watching it all the time. Oh, yeah. So what would you think? Oh, I would have totally said. Right. What would Ricky Ricardo have said to Lucy? Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Right. Sounds like his character. Sounds like something he would say. Everybody knows he said that. Okay. Let's listen to this clip and see if he even remotely says it. All right. Let's hear if you don't mind, I think that I am entitled to a little bit of an explanation of what is going on here. Oh! Uh, oh, Ethel, would you excuse us? I have a little explaining to do to Ricky. You sure have, dear. Good night. <laughs> now, now, Ricky, sit down, dear. Sit down. Oh, wait till you hear. It's so funny and it's so simple. Well, what is it? So I found this, some dude who has a lot more time than I did, <laughs> he went through like every episode of I Love Lucy to see if he could find Ricky Ricardo saying, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. And this is the closest he could get. And if you notice in the clip, Lucy says it. Right. And he, sa he said explanation yeah. like he didn't have an accent all of a sudden. Right. And then Lucy turned to Ethel and said it to her. That's so cool. And in our minds, it's... it's Always been a quote of his. I watched a YouTube. It was like five minutes of movie clips that were referencing this quote. <laughs> and it was from all the movies the you could think of. never happened. Right. And it never happened. He never wow. said it. Wow. That's so crazy. Spooky. Very spooky. Right. Okay. Now, we have some music lyrics. 
that yes. we have messed up. And you have, <laughs> this has always been your thing. Just from the time that we even met, I remember you telling me that you had this backwards. And it's Kenny Rogers, Lucille, and in the song, he sings, You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. What's he say next? I would say, he says, with 400 <laughs> children. children and a crop in the field. <laughs> but let's go to the clip. Let's go to the tape yep. and see if he says the that. The tape. <laughs> Picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille With four hungry children and a crop in the field I've had some bad times, lived through some sad times But this time you hurt me, won't heal You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille so we can see that it did not say 400 children. No, that seems like an awful lot of kids. <laughs> if I had 400 children, they would all be hungry. This would be yes. inaccurate. I guess it makes sense. That's right. <laughs> but no, it does say four hungry children. My parents, we listen to Kenny Rogers all the time. I, I did not ever hear 400 children. I heard I it. It doesn't make any sense. The fact that you did. It's not logical at all. Right. I agree. But I probably will still sing it that way. <laughs> you probably will. You still do. <laughs> yes. All right. This next one is Toto, Africa. So what do you think? Let's listen to the clip first. I want to listen to the clip. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. See, I think this has been edited because for me, there's nothing that a hundred men on Mars could ever do. People are not on Mars. Like, there's no way a hundred. How do you people know that? There. People it, in are this not alternate reality, there's men, people. Men, men, yes. men on Mars. Right. Not aliens. Men. Right. You don't know there's a hundred men on Mars. It doesn't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. Why, what, why has my mind always said on Mars? Because the actual lyrics are a hundred men or more. I know, but do, ever do. doesn't On Mars sound cooler? <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh you got a lot of hungry people and a lot of people on Mars. You get the numbers confused. Like, that's what it is. I don't know. It's weird. I've got a problem. <laughs> okay, now we're segueing into a worship song. Yes. That when we first heard it, we, stared, we turned and did a double take at each other. <laughs> like, I cannot believe we are singing this. Right. So let's let the wonderful Chris Tomlin share this verse with you, and then we'll tell you what we thought he was saying. Right. The battle rages on As storm and tempest roar We cannot win this fight Inside our Down our 
first time I heard this on the radio, I promise you, I thought it said, we raise our wine glass. Yes. And I, I thought, did this as well. is a very progressive Christian song. <laughs> <laughs> and now, anytime we sing it in church or anywhere else, I'm like, that's exactly what I sing. We raise our wine glass. Because I remember when we first heard it, we looked at each other and were like, wine glass? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and it's Which? actually white flag. It's white we flag, raise our yes. White flag. So that's a little different. Um, this next one, Elton John. Are you going to play this clip? Because I think it's interesting. Yes. Okay, let's play the clip. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here you go, Elton. Ballerina, you must have seen her dancing in the sand. Now she's in me, always with me, tiny dancing in my hand. So in the song, he obviously says Tiny Dancer. Right. But over the years, many, many people think he's saying Tony Danza. (laughs) Why would he say that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But it's kind of funny. Remember Tony Danza was in Who's the Boss? Uh Like, I guess that was in the 80s. Yeah. With who was the little girl that was his daughter? Alyssa Milano. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the tall blonde woman, Judith Judith Light. Light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do we remember all this? I don't know. Oh, gosh. I'm usually not good at this. But this one kind of cracks me up because this one makes no sense. And I know he says Tiny Dancer, but but Tony Dancer is pretty funny. funny. (laughs) All right. This next one is NSYNC. Yes. And is the name of the song It's Gonna Be Me? Yes. Okay. I didn't know anything about this one. Yeah. When I finally heard the song, I realized I'd heard the song before. Yeah. But I didn't know the title of this song. Right. Not a huge NSYNC fan. Yeah. I like Justin Timberlake, but I never really got into NSYNC. Right. I didn't know about this until Facebook, like, around April 30th, when people started posting this meme. Oh, it's going to be oh, May. I got yeah. it. Uh-huh. And. That's funny. Well, let's listen. Let's listen. mid-90s to me it sounds like justin is trying to sound like britney spears (laughs) because he's accentuating all these words right it's kind of funny though because i didn't really realize you had found this because it was turning into may 1st and it's going to be may right but he does say me so that's so funny but he's trying to sound like britney spears so it came out as may (laughs) do i sound like justin timberlake how did it come out may Mm. Who do I sound like? I don't know. <laughs> kind of like a sheep. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, okay, everybody has sung this song a thousand times. Same kind of thing as it's going to be May. It's like a little weird, like, I don't know, accent or something. Yeah, that, just a weird way to way say that, the word. That she says, Eurythmics and Sweet Dreams. Let's listen to the clip real fast. 
it doesn't say sweet dreams are made of these. It says sweet dreams are made of this. But she says this in such a way that it sounds like these. Yeah. Because if you look at the actual lyrics of the song, it's this. That's what she says. Uh, but she just, just had to be fancy. She just has a little swaggy she, something she's yeah. doing. Yeah. Okay. I never, I never really liked that song. What, Sweet Dreams? Or maybe, yeah. What about the Marilyn Manson version? I never liked any of his songs. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Eurythmics. I don't know. You there did? was something about I did. That's funny. No, I don't know. There's something I didn't like about him. Okay, ELO, Don't Bring Me Down. Electric Light yes, orchestra. orchestra. One of my favorite mm -hmm. groups as a That's This is the most random thing that you've ever liked. Like, this does not suit what I would think. Like, to me, your childhood... Do you think less of me? No. Oh, okay. To me, your childhood was Phil Collins, Lionel right. Richie, and Rush. Okay. And a little Glenn, Glenn Campbell was thrown in there, too. What? Glenn Campbell. And at the time, I liked John Denver. But what? We, ta we talked about I can't do John Denver now, though. <laughs> I love John Denver. All right, so this ELO, Don't Bring Me Down. Yes, this one totally rocked my world. I did not. This kind of I have me sung this wrong thousands of times. Yeah, so let's tell them so when they hear it, they can hear it the right way. Okay. Okay, so you think it says, Don't Bring Me Down, Bruce. Bruce. But it says... Gruce. Like G-R-O-O-S-E. Which is not even a word, am I right? Right. He was singing it, and he just thought it sounded he cool. So it he sounded said, cool. Gruce. <laughs> okay, play it. So yes, this is just a singer being random again. I mean, I can get on board with the other ones because they're actually words. <laughs> yes, he just <laughs> randomly thought of, of a sound. Gruce. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Which is kind of fun to say, though. Yeah, I don't ever want to hear that song again now. This reminds me of when you enlightened me to the words of the Michael Jackson song. Oh, yeah. He, he has words that are just like okay, whatever. Okay, what was it? Oh, the Pain gosh. is Thunder? Yes, and The Pain what is Thunder. What song is this? Um, Gotta be starting something. Yeah. Yeah, and The Pain is Thunder. He says that. You told me that, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then you and then we it. played it, mm -hmm. and the pain is thunder. Then you got out the little cassette tape, and you read the words. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> unfolded and found the song in the little yep. tiny print. And it says, the pain is thunder. It does. Right. All right, so this one's kind of a personal one. This song that we're about to play for you is Toby Mac, and it's called The J Train. And in the song, he says, I've got a ticket, I've got a ticket, I've got a ticket to ride on the J Train. Which means and, like he's going to heaven. Right, going to heaven. And our son would sing in the car. This is Drew. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. And he would sing, I've got a chicken. <laughs> I've he got would sing a chicken. chicken. <laughs> so I remember this. He did sing it in the car, but I also remember at Mardell. You remember how they used to have those listening rooms? Uh-huh. You could go in and pick your CD. Yeah. If anyone knows what a CD is now. <laughs> you could pick your CD, go into the little soundproof room. Yeah. You could put it in, and you could put headphones on. 
Which sounds weird to do during COVID because you would never put someone yeah. like a public headset on. <laughs> Not without spray. And he would just be belting that out. I've got, I've a, got chicken. a chicken. <laughs> I've got a chicken. Gosh, how old was he? I don't know. We need to play him the song. Maybe though. five or six. Yeah. yeah. Let's let him hear the song. So, so then you can sing along and right. see if you say chicken or ticket. Okay. Yo, turn me up in my microphone so I can bless God's people. You know, Kirk Franklin and Toby Mac on this gospel train. On the J train, ain't nothing but a thing. Come on and lift up your hands if you want to get on board, baby, baby. see how that sounds like i've got a chicken it does sound like chicken yes and we used to belt this song out in the car all the time one of our favorite road trip songs and drew always was so cute singing i've got a chicken so maybe when we get in the car when we land in orlando <laughs> maybe i can play it on my phone and drew will sing chicken for us do you I think don't you will think so no we're no. gonna try that and see what happens <laughs> so rebecca what have we learned in our study of the Mandela Effect. We've learned that our childhood is a lie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and every person I meet from now on, actually, that I have any shared memories with, I'm just going to confirm with them. I remember it this way. Do you remember it that way? So you can, see. you can find out who's from an alternate, alternate right. universe yeah. and who isn't. I want to know. Yeah, I think something fishy is going on here. It's just crazy. It just tells you what pop culture can do. Like, yeah. if, if you hear something over and over so much... Because we heard in the episode people that were actually in the movie. Right. Like, you had Anthony Hopkins repeating the line totally wrong. Right. You had James Earl Jones thinking it was in the script. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fascinating that our memories can be shaped like that. All right. I know. I don't understand it. I know. <laughs> Is that the Twilight song? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I'm not sure of anything anymore. <laughs> we don't know anything. Yeah. I know that we still have to pack. Yes. <laughs> so we better get finished here. We better get wrapping this up. Before you get too crazy about this. <laughs> My head's starting to spin around. So we're going to try to podcast from Disney World, aren't we? I know. It's going to be exciting. Stay tuned for that. Until then, like and subscribe our podcast. Leave a comment in the comment section. And Hardy Party Five and a Half. Over and out. We'll see you next time. I got a ticket.